the Mishnayis that speak about Midas character, worldviews, world philosophies that a Jew should have. You have all the six Prokhen, and the six Prokhen speak about Torah and Avoid and Gemilis Chasadim and Tefillah and life and death and birth. Ma'ayin Bosa, Lanatahoylech, and post-death. I think everything that the that a person could possibly seek and, and think about, I mean, about the hashkafes and the attitudes that he needs to, to, to survive in the world are discussed in these six brachas, succinctly in, 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 in journey, in, 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 in a seed form. Finally, comes to the last Peric and the last Mishnah and the last Peric. The Tana says, The old philosophic question, you know, the world, the raison d'etre, the purpose, the goal. All the annals of philosophy from time immemorial deal with these problems. And you would be amazed and astounded at the peculiar and foolish and shocking answers that many great minds came to. But we're not now studying secular philosophy. We're interested in what the Torah's worldview is. So under a a broad spectrum, the broadest spectrum possible, the town of the Mishnah starts, and he says, Mind you, in one word, koil, everything that the Rabbani Shalom created in his world, everything, without any exceptions and nothing excluded, the purpose of everything. We're talking now. We have to understand what we are talking about. We're not speaking about the most significant or the majority or the overwhelming majority. We're talking about everything. We're speaking about everything. That means the entire cosmos with the black holes or with and with the galaxies and the super galaxies and the quarks and 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 beyond. What's the purpose and what's the reason? First we'll learn the text. You want to know? It's a Mishnah. We're not studying mysticism. It's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avis, the last Mishnah, the culminating point. The purpose is how shall we render it into English? To be a source of COVID 
of honor to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let's leave it at this word, makes no difference. A different word than honor or glory, whatever it is. How do we know this? How does the Tana know this? Where does the Tana get? Where does the Tana get to say such a thing? Did he, is this his own personal view? It's also good. Shenema. He says, no, this is in Psukim. There's a Pesach in Yeshaya that says, Kola Nikro Vishmi. Kola Nikro Vishmi, anything that goes, that's called by my name, meaning that I'm the, I am the, I am the uh, craftsman who created this entity. Whatever, since the Rabbani Shalom is the Bari Yolam and the creator of the world, so it's called a Nikro Vishmi, Lechvoidi Barasev Yitzartev Afasisev. Lechvoidi, for my glory, for my honor, Barasev, I created him. Yitzartev is another form of creation. Afasisev, and, and, and that's the last, the final shape, the final product. That's Asisev. We'll come back to it. The Oimer, and there's another Pasuk. A Pasuk that you all know, but you don't know the title of it. There's another Pasuk. The Oimer, there's a Pasuk in Shmois, in the Shira, on Naz Yashir, we say it every day. Hashem yimloch loyolam vod. So the Tana of the Mishnah says, how do we translate it every day in 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 in, in, in In the Siddha, Hashem Himmach, the Rabbanishlam reigns, Loilam Voyed, Loilam for eternity, Voyed, eternity shall be eternity. I don't know what that means. But the Tan of the Mishnah says, Hashem Himmach, Loilam for eternity does not only mean in the, in the dimension of time, it's not only in the dimension of time, but in every dimension, in every aspect of the Bria. In every aspect of the Bria, it's Hashem Yimlech. The whole, the whole, the whole creation, the totality is Hashem Yimlech. I want to review something that uh, was mentioned a number of times in order to understand this mission. The basic meaning of the word kavod. I told you before you say kavod, in English you'll say honor, glory, maybe there are some uh, English majors that will give you another few synonyms, but it's in this area, in English. But in Lashna Kodesh, the word kavod has an altogether different flavor to it. And let's review and let's try and understand what the word kavod means. In Lashna Kodesh, when you want to say something is heavy, weight, kovayd, chof, vayz, dalat, weight. What's the relationship between the word kovayd, honor and glory, and the word weight? A very, very interesting and direct relationship. What's what's the uh, what's the 
what's the meaning of, of, of honor and glory? These are transcendental concepts. A person who exudes some vibrations from his existence that evoke in another person a feeling of wanting to give honor and wanting to give glory, a feeling perhaps of grandeur in the presence of the other person. What's the pshat? What's the pshat? Let's take the example, the marshal from the Gemara, the there are sukkis about covet of Talmud Chachamim. Talmud Chacham, you have to stand up. What's the pshat? You have to stand up. It's not a pshat. It's not a book. It's not Emily Post came to a conclusion with another few society people that it's proper, it's prim and proper that when the Talmud Chacham gets, comes in, you should stand up. No. That's not how it works. It works that the Torah says, even most naturally, most normal people, when the, when the Talmud Chacham comes in, you feel the pressure of his Talmud Chacham with the ism. And there are grades of Talmud Chacham. There's a Talmud Chacham, there's a Rebbe, there's a Rebbe Muvak, and then there's a Rebbe of Klal Yisrael. And, and there are differences in the degree and in the, the and in the quantity and in the quality of the cover that you have to, to, to give to these various Talmud Chacham. It's very simple. If Islam Talmud Chacham, there's so much covet. If it's your Rebbe, there's so much covet. If it's your Rebbe Muvik, meaning if he's the one and only, there's another di- the different degrees of covet. If he's the Rabbi Shal Kolbanei Agoyle, if he's the Rabbi of all Klal Yisrael, if he's the Chazaynish, or 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 the Gar Rabbi, the Chos Zechoyim Levoch, I'm talking about those Rebbeim. The pressure is felt; it has to evoke a response in the person. It's like weight on me. What is the meaning of the word grandeur? What does it mean? You, you go to the mountains, you look at a mountain. You look at a mountain. It's 43,000 feet above sea level. It's green with snow cap. Is that, only, is, that, is that what happens to you? Is that what you see? Are you just a camera? A camera, all a camera will re- report. You take a camera, even a colored camera, it'll report the colors, the height, the dimensions. More. That's all a camera machine will report. When a person sees a mountain, there's something transcendental. It's beyond the mountain. It elicits the the pressure of the beauty. The pressure, the the ruchnistika pressure of the beauty invokes in him a response. Some people, it it will inspire them to write a poem. Some people will be standing, they'll be dumbfounded. It's not that they're just looking at at their physical dimensions. There's something beyond that. And that evokes different responses in different people. So the pshat in COVID is, I don't want to use that word transcendental too much, I don't know if everybody is acquainted with it, but, but the pressure, the pressure of, of the Talmud Chacham, that's Kibbut Aviyeh, and there are so many sugyas of COVID, there's COVID Abrius, for instance, there's a din. You're not allowed to wear shatnas. 
man is walking on Fifth Avenue, Fifth Avenue and Forty Second Street, a busy avenue near the library, and and a, and a Jew comes out and says to him, Rabbi Eichel, excuse me, I have bad news for you. You're wearing shatnas in your pants. <laughs> so there's a shayla in the Gemara. There's a shayla in the Gemara. Your coat and your pants. Should he take off his coat and pants in, in Times Square? He's wearing shatnas, not aware. So the Gemara says, Godel kovar abri shidoicha loisasa shabitoira. So there's a sugya. Should you take off your pants? You shouldn't take off your pants. And what's, and what's the consideration? And what's the hinge? And what it hinges? Covered a breeze. He's a human being. To embarrass a human being so, only Nazis can do that. To take a human being on Times Square and to take his clothes off, clothing off. And the, and the Gemara says, Issa. It's Issa. Shatnas is an Issa. It's Issa. It's a lab. Here we have on one side a lab of the Torah. And on the other side, the question of Kovar Abris. How can you? It's a whole discussion in Gemara. You learn the Sechtebrachas. You learn the Sukkim. What's the Pshat? Don't take his pants off. To be safe from Anissa. Versus no, but the pressure of his humanity, the COVID. His humanity. <laughs> it's interesting. There's this covet of a wife. The Rambam says in Hilchas Talmud Torah, this covet that a, that, that, a, that a Rebbe has to give his Talmudin, little, little Talmudin, big Talmudin. The Rambam, when he finishes all the dinim in Hilchas Talmud Torah of, of, of the covet that Talmudin have to show for a Rebbe, he talks about what a Rebbe has to be, Mechabit Talmudin. You're not objects, you come in, teacher is. 25 kids in the class, it's 25 little boobos, or little booba, little boy dolls, little girl dolls, sit down, stand in the corner, put on the dunce cap. They're not, that's not, that's, they're not, they don't feel the pressure. Well, how can that be? Because they don't feel the pressure of their being. That they're human beings, they look at them like objects. To be taught, to be trained. It even goes into uh, Animals. A Jew sits down to eat, and he has a horse in his barn. He's not allowed to go and eat. It's Tzabal Chaim. He has to give first the horse to eat. I can't sit down to eat. You must have to feed the animals first. It goes yet further. But what, but what it is, it's implications. What does being human imply? What does being an animal imply? What does a wife imply? What does a Rebbe imply? What does... Uh, everything implies something. Look, we... You're not small children. We live in a very sick world. The, the Rambam uses a, a lotion. Some attributed say he's the first one to coin that lush, and I, I don't know how true that is. But he says that a defect in character, midis, a defect, is a disease of the soul. Just like there are ailments, diseases, malaises of the body. 
more severe, less severe. He says a defect in character. We live in a sick world. The human being, to quote someone, I don't have to tell his name, what fools these mortals be. Fools! We are all foolish and fools. Why? We can be trained and habitualized in the greatest nonsense in the world and not be cognizant of it and perhaps not have power to resist it. The greatest foolishness, the most blatant inanities, can be drummed into our head. And they're doing it. I pointed out to someone yesterday, I don't mean this particular illustration, but this is an illustration. Comes a company that has a rotten cigarette, which is unhealthy, and even among smokers, it's a piece of garbage. And they hire a battery of psychiatrists, I've told a number of times, and they pour in every year millions. Cowboy, 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 I'm a cowboy. Where do I come from? What do I do with a cowboy? We'll bang it into your head. You are what? What that? I don't want to mention the Goyim's name that big philosopher said. You are a member of the herd. You are a member. You're not a member of humanity of covered a breeze like the Chazal saw. You are a member of a herd of animals. I'll train you that when you come in after a while you're going to ask the Malba. How am I going to do it? Through a lie, through a fantasy, through a dimion. A cowboy. Simon was a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> but what, 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 what are we, I mean, what are we, but, the, but they, they go on the assumption, they go on the assumption, we'll come to you, we'll get you. We'll, we'll find your weakness. And they create fantasies. This is a blatant fantasy. There are subtle fantasies. There are fantasies that reach the highest level of intellectual endeavors. There are fantasies. There are shkorim. There are lies. There are, there are things that are totally unrelated to reality on the highest levels. On the highest levels, they are possible of taking people and killing them in the most in the most diabolical ways, and it should and it should come as a garbed in some sort of intellectual. They can demoralize people and turn them into animals. They can strip a person of every morality of every decency, of every depth, they can shallowize a person and they are doing it. I must point out things, excuse me, if I become, not gross, but mundane. Genius. 
I'll just show you what's going on. Young people, middle-aged people, old people, men, women, children. A craze, like a blanket that goes over the whole Western world. I don't know what's doing in the Eastern world. Multi-billion dollar industry. Everybody must have genes. I don't have to mention the name somebody told me in a store that the Russians were here 15 days in the country. They were here 15 days and the man comes into the store. He only knew one word. The name, I don't have to advertise this company. He comes in, yeah, yeah. One word he knows, only these genes here. Came from Russia 15 days ago. This is what he needs. He's got to get into a pair of genes. What is it? They have created. They have taken the Rabbanishalam's Briyat and blanketed it with a, with, a, with a fantasy, with a vision, with a shekha, with, a, with an emptiness, empty should be empty, gonish should be gonish, in order for you to be a member of society. This is it, you've know, got to have it. You've got to have it. I give you these Michonne for a reason, for a reason. The whole world, you see, this... The world is, 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 is covered, the, Eastern, the Western world. The Eastern world is something else, another tragedy. The Western world is covered with a thick, thick, complex blanket of shkoran. And we breathe in this air, and this is what happens to us. You sit in the world, and, and the most important thing is to have a car, and have some material things, and to go to some material place, and to avoid yourself in some... And the oil of the Bria, and, and the essence, and the meaning, and the amkis of the Bria, to take the pendulum and, 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 to, and to swing the pendulum to the other side, there, were, there is a different approach to the Bria. There's a different. There's approach to the Bria that everything in the Bria, everything that there is in the world, everything, everything is covered Hashem. There's the pressure of Elikus in everything. They tell over from the from from the, the Balatanya. First Lubavitcher Rebbe, he asked his grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek, they were both sitting alone in the Besmerish before the davening. And they were thinking about the things that a person has to think before the davening. So the Balatanya said to his grandson, he said, Mendel, with what do you daven? Where do you get your energy to daven? Where, what, is your, what gives you the strength to daven? He says, I daven at the. The Balatanya was holding on to a bench. So he asked him, uh, What do you daven? He says, With the bench. It is in the bench he sees so much Ali Kus. He says, That's inspiration for him. It's a profound vote, you have to know exactly what he means. 
But the, the fact of the matter is, in a piece of wood, the risk, the risk for it, Hashem. We people that we are removed from the source, from the truth, from the reality. What, what, what a piece of wood! It's here, a piece of wood. You take it, you play with it. Perhaps a biologist, a botanist, a scientist could tell us the the the, the that there is in a piece of wood till it becomes a piece of wood. There is an avoid. There is an avoid. There is an approach to the world that everything in the world, but mamish everything, mamish everything in the world is kolanishet. And every individual, depending upon his situation and his station and his calling and the mahus of his personality in the world, he is Isaac and Kovar Hashem, could be Isaac and Kovar Hashem. If you want to know the dandy about the word tzaddik, 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 what's a tzaddik? Long payas, what's a tzaddik? Be it, what's a tzaddik? In Avoid, the gradations depend upon one thing. How much and how deep and how frequent a person is margish and feels Kavar Hashem. And whatever he does, he'll take a look. Perhaps sometime we'll learn it. In the, la- in the later Prokim, in the la- one of the last Prokim, in the Mesos Yisharim, he goes into an anatomy of what the table of a tzaddik is he's eating a meal he's taking potatoes with ketchup yeah I'm not kidding if he prefers if that's his taste how that is a mezbeach table is a mezbeach the table is a mezbeach how that's covered Hashem that his eating, his eating, his eating, he goes into a, to an analysis how that's quite your mind. It's machata like a carbon, like everything. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yochanan was a shoemaker. He's a shoemaker. I can't imagine Rabbi Yehoshua sitting there making a pair of sandals and it should be just a question of eking out an existence through making shoes. There should be nothing else in there. So the Gemara says on Rabbi Yehoshua he was a shoemaker. The Gemara says, Yeah. The Gemara answers our question. What was he doing when he was making those shoes? So the Gemara says he had to sew the leather together, the, the, the various parts of the shoe. So it says he put in a stitch and pulled out, went in and out and in and out. And as he was putting in and out, the Gemara says a peculiar thing. Miyached Yehudim. You know what the word Miyached Yehudim means? You know what the phrase Miyached Yehudim means? It comes from the word Echot. He was making such a thing in Avoidah. Let's not go into it too deeply called Miyachid Yehuda, but I'll tell you what it means. He was connecting it to the source of things. Rabbi Srol Salanta says, you know what it means? 
Meg came in and, and ordered a pair of shoes. So when Rabbi Yechon made a pair of shoes for Hanyanko, he put his whole neshaman that he should give it his very best efforts. It should be an honest job and it should be a good pair of shoes to give it his best effort. He says, that was the cover Hashem that came out of making a pair of shoes. That's avoided. Because there is no such thing anymore in work. There's no work ethic in doing a good job today. Who the Meshuggah, which Meshuggah does a Juga, a good job? Penny Block, Yechayim, Burke. Who else works and wants to do a good, good, good job with Ezra? The other, they come in, patch, 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 you go away. But I mean more in, 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 according to the greatness of the person and the depth of his feeling and the, and the, and, and, and the heights of his mind, a pair of shoes is not a pair of shoes. A pair of shoes is not, the, it's poetry. You can write a poem about a pair of shoes. A sensitive person. Everything can be done in various ways. Everything. The Gemara says, I told you the other time we mentioned, a man comes in and says to, to his father, I have for you a dinner from La Difference. And the Gemara says he gets Gehenna for it. Another guy can give his father a piece of dry bread and get Canadian for it. It all depends what you weave into it. It depends on, and the bedrock of everything is the Halgoshet, the understanding of Kvot and everything. If you take a lady across the street because you're a Boy Scout and you have to do a good deed for the day, that's an empty, sterile thing. It's nothing. It's nonsense. Mumsh nothing. If you say have a nice day because that's the prevalent uh, hippie phraseology that we inherited from the hippies, uh, nothing should be nothing. Nothing should be nothing. But if you're Margish covered Abrius, if you're talking to somebody and you say to him a nice word, and you're nice to him, it's an Indian of avoid. Wherever you go and wherever you stand, wherever you go and wherever you stand, and, 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 and the Nyonim of Tzaddik and not Tzaddik, the Nyonim of Tzaddik and not Tzaddik depends upon this. All the, all the toilets of the big Tzaddikim and, and the understanding with the subtlety of the Ravodis Hashem. I told you the story once, it's a fabulous story. The uh, Libby's. Uh, Libby's. I believe it was his great grandfather, the Baba Varebi, the, uh, the first or the second. Uh, when it was in Krakow, so he went into his farm store and he was looking for a certain antique cipher. And this man happened to have it in this farm store. So he asked the man, How much is it? In those days, he said, Five rubles. Five rubles is a lot of money. So the rabbi started to argue with him and give you less and give you three rubles. Everybody was astounded. The kaboyim that was standing next to the rabbi, the storekeeper, the pub of the rabbi, wasn't a poor man. Libby inherited a lot of that money. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway, anyway, they started to argue 
started to argue, started to, you know, three, three and a half, four. I come on, fourth man says, and the man, everybody was shocked, you know, the man says, the storekeeper says, I can't, I, I'm hardly making anything out of it. Finally, five, he gives him the five ripple. They go outside, so there were, there were people near him, so they were astounded. So Reb says, don't you understand what happened here? He says, if I would have gone into the store, ask him if he has this safer, and ask him how much it is, five ruble, and paid him immediately, the Jew would have had agony for a week's time. Ah, I could ask the Rabbi for ten. He would have had such thoughts. He would have thought, when does the Baba Rabbi come into my store to buy a safer? I could have made another five ruble. That's the normal response. Yet he sees with what kind of rapidity I pay. I wanted to avoid. I wanted to avoid his having these these pains and these pangs. So he lowered himself in order for him to. They tell all the story with the Satna Rebbe Zechariah Lavracha. In his first years in America, a Jew came in. In those days, explained to him, Rebbe, whatever the situation was, I must have a thousand dollars. I must have a thousand dollars. An ordinary Jew, nothing complicated, nothing. Rebbe said, come back in two days. Came back in two days in the evening, there were a line of people, the Rebbe served with the underline, he told the guy to give him the envelope. Shouldn't have to wait. Five minutes later, the Jew comes pushing up to the front. Rebbe, there's only $950 in here. He says, right, that's all I have. Ah, Rebbe. He that's all I have. Everybody was looking. He said, the Rebbe, $950 gave me a thousand half. They went away. He told Rabbi Ashkenaz, he says, what's such nice finish? He says, if I'd give him the thousand dollars, this simple term, if I'd give him the thousand dollars, he would eat his heart out that he didn't ask me for two. So I gave him 950 and said, I can't make more. To, to uproot, this is quite your mind. Dealing with, this is quite your mind in a person's feelings. This is feeling the pressure of the fool, of the simpleton. The simpleton, the one asked me for 2,000. Seeing quite your mind and dealing with him this way. Wherever a person is, and I cannot think of a more succinct to say what Torah and Yiddishkeit is all about more than this mission. Kol nashe boro akarish bochu bailamay loy vroya lechvayda. When I say everything is everything, because whatever you're doing and wherever you are and at what point in time you exist, there's a possibility for quite your mind there. That the pshat is that there can be a gilu of the maluch of Hashem is wherever you are. We 
live in a world where the world is meaningless. There's no meaning. Meaningless, meaningless. You think it's meaningless in the examples, in the ridiculous, absurd examples that I gave you? In the highest echelons of the professional intellectual world, it's meaningless. You won't believe me, because you are awed by this. Believe me, I've had contact with, with people in the higher echelons of society. Besides the specific professional, the specific uh, field of competence, no, there's no reverence, there's no, there's no grandeur there, there's nothing. I was writing once a man, Leino, Baruch Hashem, he's all right now. See the Shichu, then a young man had a terrible heart attack in the mountains, and I brought a professor, one of the biggest heart specialists in the city of New York. And I drove him to the mountains. I was married, had a family, I wasn't a child. The man would not condescend to speak to me the whole way up. I, I, I tempted him every way, you know? He sat kind of an animal. He mean, he doesn't speak to, well, all right, that's a rare example. But to the view of l'chvoidi bara, kol ma'ashe bara, karish bocha, belomai, l'chvoidi. The world doesn't know such a thing. It goes on and on where the manifestations of Kovet are, of Koyed Hashem and how. This is Yiddishkeit. Eternal is not only in time, it's in space and all the dimensions that we function. I mean, the goal of avoid is Hashem, all the learning. Europe, that was destroyed, unfortunately. It's impossible for Americans. I'm also in America, but I have a more of an inkling because I have more contact with that world. It was a result of, of a core of people who learned, there were big people who emanated this, this, this sense of covetude. It, it trickled down to everybody. If, you, if you're a maven on the Jewish language and on the Jewish terminology and the Jewish vernacular, it's amazing the cover that you see there. There was a time in this country when it was founded, when even in the English language, there were symptoms of covet. The and thou. Go tell somebody today, the and thou. Everybody's you. Do. This is the minor. From the covet that came out from the big tzaddikim, it radiated so. It radiated so. I cannot. We could sit days here and talk from the various aspects of where it radiated. There were Jews that were non-religious Jews. I grew up. There were fifty-seven thousand Jews in the section that I grew up. The overwhelming majority were not religious, but there was still still a sense of covet. I understand it now. It came, it was Shirai, and it was left over yet from, 
from that cascade of, of tzaddikim, you know, that cascaded down into the street, into the... I remember how I had a Rebbe when I was younger. He, he used to sit by Kiddush. I remember distinctly how he held a little glass of schnapps in his hand. And not a joke. He had a way, it was so delicate how he, how he said Lechaim, how he held the schnapps in his hand. Was an avoid. I don't think I could mimic it. You know, it was. It was. He said lechaim. He was drinking schnapps. An Irishman can't hold a glass of schnapps like that. It's impossible. The whole, the whole, whole stance, the whole. So you think it's a little glass? So I knew a chosset, a Lubavitcher chosset, Reb Mordechai Chayfitz, that went back in '39. I the Germans killed him. Big, big mind. So before he said a mima, he he drank a drinking glass of nine uh, hundred and whatever proof you know more that they don't sell it in the stores. Homemade stuff, nineties European '96. It's hundred and eighty proof. So also. Covered and everything. I remember how some of my rebellion used to dance as some Kustar. We don't dance like that. We are yet very far from their dancing. And our dancing yet is, is very much here. And their dancing was very much someplace else. Dancing. It's Our Rav held the Sefer Torah. I'm telling you, these are these are not the imaginations of mine. This is what I saw. This is what I experienced. And I'm telling you, that was so. Lechvoidi bara. Everything. Our lack of covenant is in all the areas of existence. Our callousness is in every area of existence. We're not aware of it. We're so callous, we're so distorted, we're so... In every area of existence, everything. How we eat, how we sleep, how we walk, how we talk, how we keep our properties, personal belongings. A fellow told me, I don't know if you read it, uh, Rom Halpin has the article, that a Hungarian writer wrote. He was in the concentration camp with the Satna Rebbe. He wrote a peculiar thing. He wrote that in the concentration camp, everybody was filthy. Everybody. How could you be clean in such a hell? He says, it was amazing, the Satna Rebbe says, it was amazing. In all the filth around me, it was always cool. A non-religious person writes, I don't hold it's normal. I don't hold that that's in the world of normal. That's a different phenomenon. The Talza Rav, Rabbi Yosef Leib, was Rav in Tava, I think, all close to 40 years. So in Tals, no one in Tals saw the Rav eat. No one could testify. No Balabas could testify that this other Rav eat. 
Over here I come to a wedding and I see big rabbis standing by the Schwager's board, that holy ceremony. Both cheeks are bulging. Everything is covered. To feel the pressure of that. And that's what all the big tzaddikim want. We don't even have the consciousness, you know, the areas. I mean, the areas I mean, are so numerous, you know. Talking. I come to I hear people talk, religious people talking. The terminology. I can't say the word I'm shocked anymore. I'm I say it's not even this illusion, it's like it's asphyxiating, it's choking me. Religious people, so called. Talk. But us, I remember as a child, I don't know if I told you recently, I heard this particular Rebbe of mine, I smear from him, he's not alive now. We were sitting, I was a child. I remember distinctly. Somebody brought over to the Tish and Shul, said, Here's the schnapps. Here's, here's the bromfen. Bromfen is a Jewish word for schnapps, not a liquor. So, uh, Jew and Shul put over, put on the table. Here's, here's the bromfen. So the Rav said to him, Ayit, trink nish bromfen. Agoy trink bromfen. Ayit, trink mashke. He couldn't stand the word bomfen. Mashke. Mashke is a Hebrew word means to drink. It's a more delicate sounding word. And, 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 and in that world, you know, a word goes both ways. You know, it comes out of your mind, out of your mouth, but your ear hears it and goes back into your head. And if it's not delicate, so your head's not delicate. If your head is not delicate, your perceptions are not delicate. If your perceptions are not delicate, you are not delicate. If you are not delicate, is a whole. The lechvoidi bara was in, in, in a word. Which word to say? Someone told me over that the, somebody came into the Ribnitzer, I mean, was in trouble with the government. These modern. Jewish uh, problems, uh, they caught him stealing. So they ran into the Ribnitzer and they told him, he was, and the man was standing there asking the Ribnitzer for a blessing, you know, to get him out of this fix. So the Gabba says to the Ribnitzer, at he stole. So the Ribnitzer says to him, at <laughs> No, well, it was not a joke. The Ribnitzer was not a joke. We can't hear it. He's a thief. He's a thief. But that when you live in a rarefied, when it's lechvoidi bara all over, where you're working all over in lechvoidi bara, there was a rebbe, the old square rebbe. When somebody used to tell him something which was vulgar or evil, he used to expect the way he used to spit on the floor next to him. People couldn't understand what it was. 
And I didn't understand it until it occurred to me. Do all that. When I was a child, if someone was murdered, the newspaper boys threw around, extra, 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 Jack Legs Diamond was murdered. It's true, he was a big gangster in New York. Running around, extra. Somebody run around today, somebody's murdered. Murdered, they just murdered a cop here. We're used to murdered. We're used to violence. Every day, people are killed. In the, in the New York Times, you open up in the second section every day, I tell you how many people, not how many, don't tell you how many. There's a nice listing of shootings, of killings, of violence. We're used to it. You're used to it. That's a shtickle malaise in, in Ruchnius. You're used to somebody being killed. Some, something is missing by us. By the big, by this, what the Skfar Rebbe was doing, when he heard something crass, vulgar, evil, not to become used to it and desensitized, he, he expectorated in protest, not to integrate this into his, an act somehow, you know, to cover over there. We can't understand these things. We, but the upshot of everything is that everything is the bar. A fellow tells me he was in a yeshiva, uh, a Jew, a very modern Jew from the five towns. You know, religious Jew, but very extremely, you know. He says to me, I understand a little bit what you're talking about. So what's the matter? He was in the yeshiva, and it was in September, and it was Indian summer, and it was very, very, very hot there, and davening married. A fellow walks into the mismanage with a bathing suit, and a shirt, and a t-shirt, and he's davening married. Both told me this. Go show me Shekhanarach where it's wrong. Go look for it in the Mishnah Probably can't. But it's right. The whole concept of L'chvay de Baras. Okay.